breaking news, Kyle and Mauricio have officially split. Did they grow apart? Their kids are leaving the home. There's always been rumors about Mauricio. There's an article that came out today. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Mansky have separated after 27 years of marriage. Yeah. Oh my God. It's in people. Kyle never ever gave an indication that they were separating. It's Did the People magazine exclusive come from Kyle as a way to get ahead of what everybody else is saying about her? So I, I guess the question is sort of who planted this story? You want conjecture? Morgan told People Magazine. Let me tell you something right separate. now, Rob Minkoff. You're in crazy director mode. You are seriously <laughs> storyboarding just, a movie right that's now. That's what happens. This didn't happen overnight. No. And I think the truth is, yeah. I was known about problems in her marriage, but like leading up to this, we've got a missing wedding band. We've got exercising a lot. We've got... How many tattoos? Drinking. She's a non-alcoholic beer. We've got tattoos. And I'm asking questions, and I'm getting in trouble. Me thinks she doesn't... Protest too much? I think that Kyle was lying to us this whole time. I think you're right. To me, this is sus. Which part is sus? The whole thing. Holy sh**. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How you doing? I'm all right. I had a function last night, so my voice is a little scratchy. Well, I have Taylor Swift tonight, <gasps> and so I thought we should do the podcast today instead of tomorrow because I probably won't have a voice tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm just, I don't, I don't, look, I think she's adorable, and any woman mm -hmm. out there knows for someone to have that many female friends who love her must mean that they are a fucking amazing friend and person. Yeah. But her music, I can leave it or leave it. Well, the girls who get it, get it. Yeah, see, I'm too old to get it. I missed that boat. Uh-huh. Well, but, man, it's going to be good. I was on the Madonna train. Got off it? Well, I'm not downloading her music, put it that way. <laughs> Maybe you're on the Madonna tram. I'm like on a little bit slower, le less wide network. Madonna's on the Madonna on tram. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And she's making all the Botox and filler stops she can. <laughs> well, speaking of Botox and filler, yes. what did you think of Bravo this week? Um, uh, Yeah, it was all right. I loved Beverly Hills. I was having a great time. Yes, no, that is true. Beverly Hills was, I feel like it switched. Beverly Hills was great. Mm -hmm. Vanderpump was fine. Yeah, I think what was so good about Beverly Hills was we sort of, I think if it was a normal finale, we would have gotten a lot more solo scenes of like a Crystal and an Anna Marie, but they just cut it and said, let's just get to the party yes. and then deal with the marriage fallout, which is what we care about. I do love it when the finale party is not as important as something else. And so that's mm -hmm. smack bang in the middle of the episode. It felt good. It did. You're right. You're right. You're so right. Beverly Hills was fucking great. One of the things when we were watching Beverly Hills, and because there were so many minutes to go, I was like, how good would it be if they actually gave us, like, the first ten minutes of reunion as a surprise? Like, no one oh, that knew. Been, yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. But anyway, maybe they'll do that one day. Yeah. I mean, but the reunion trailer has dropped, and it looks quite fun. It does look fun. Considering how... They left each other mm -hmm. and then we get 
I mean, well, let's just fucking talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about Beverly Hills first. Let's. Yeah, let's. It's it's the moment. Yeah. It's we're, we're back in good form for Beverly Hills, just in time for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's soirees and separations. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so the whole thing is Carl's planning her white party at SoFi Stadium with Kevin Lee, who I was excited to see again. I love Kevin Lee. She, she, she. She, she, she. <laughs> so just up top, what did you think of this SoFi party? It was just so extravagant. My first thought was it was a bit much. And then I reprimanded myself because I'm like, bitch, what do you want? I don't mm-hmm. like it when they act poor. And then when they <laughs> act rich and she, 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 I have a problem with it. It was fabulous. How about that? It was fucking fabulous. 14K on some spray-painted white palm trees seems like a lot. $400,000. <laughs> All up, yeah. I mean, I loved looking at it. Yes. And I loved that it was at SoFi Stadium, which just seemed so fucking random. That's what I mean. I think that's what it was. <laughs> it wasn't that I was like, this is team too much. It was random. And then to the point that she has to say, I did a gig here and that's how it came about. Uh, I, she it didn't add or something. Fishy. She didn't add. I just think that the world is finally realising how iconic Bravo shows are mm-hmm. and how huge the audience is. Everyone's trying to cash in on it. It felt like a little bit of a spawn con. Yes. Like, wasn't the CEO of the stadium, like, invited? So I was like, that's not what you do if you're just hiring a place. No, no, no. And she but... – the uh, look, I tried to Google how much she paid for – the venue, I wonder if she got it at a discount because being on the field, can we talk about being on the field with high heels? I know at the local (laughs) footy field how full on the guy that looks after the grass is, Mm -hmm. like what the, like they would be flipping out at heels (laughs) on the grass. Was there a walkway? Oh, maybe there was, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, but you can't say that people aren't going to step out of the actual... I would have been stepping out of that grid. And that was what was so weird about it was it was just that tiny little square in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was such an odd venue, but I loved looking at it. It was a visual spectacle. I imagine that standing on the field, that would have been insane, like so cool. we we got to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that the seats were empty and Erica was making out like she was playing SoFi Stadium. I It's like, that only counts when there's people in the seats, doll. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's going to name drop that. She's going to put that on her resume. <laughs> Played SoFi Stadium to an audience of 100. She absolutely <laughs> is. She's so fucking stupid. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so that was the party planning with Kevin Lee. She, she, she. She, she, she. I it was so good to have that. you back. And... Then Sutton's meeting with a jewellery designer to get her daughter some jewellery. Did you think that was like the biggest shade to Anne-Marie and her bullshit Mother's Day jewellery event? <laughs> I didn't even think Because this bitch dropped <laughs> $86,000, was it, on those beautiful... 46k on the earrings as a graduation gift for the girl that hasn't even graduated yet. I think she graduates next year. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't buy those. She only bought the ones for herself. That's what I thought. Oh, I thought she got the kids something. Oh, do you reckon she actually bought the the 46? So do you think she spent 100K that day? Well, I think it's pretty fucking rude if she brings a kid to try on presents and she doesn't give them to her. Her earrings cost $68,000. Now, oh, I look, she, that, she, she. back in the day when I went to, you know, the Angus and Coot with my grandma, uh-huh. there's one jewellery shop, I don't know if it's still there in our local town, that all the wogs go to buy their jewels. You know the one on the corner? 
um, in the mall near the amphitheater. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. one. It's it's where my people go. She, she, she. She, she, she. My grandmother would go in there and because she was in there all the time, she would get a discount. She never mm-hmm. paid the retail. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother was like Kyle, a poor version. She was a secret shopper. She would mm-hmm. just go and buy all this mother tuck and gold. My question is, my long-winded question is, do you reckon Sutton paid the full retail 68k for those earrings or do you reckon Bish got a discount? Maybe she got a publicity discount. I reckon she got a discount because if you're there all the time, they're not mm-hmm. charging you retail. Is that how it works for rich people too? Because I'm assuming rich people get discounts fucking everywhere. That's how the rich stay rich. This is what I'm saying. Ugh, so assholes. I reckon if she bought both of them, she would have got at least a 20% discount, which doesn't make it better, but... Man, like, I am just agog at how rich she is. And it was kind of wild to see how sweet and sane her daughter seems. Yeah. Like, with all that wealth, she just seems like a genuine, like, normal gal. And I thought it was funny how Sutton was saying that, first of all, she's trying to say that she's not a cliche wealthy woman because she's got a store, (laughs) even though her alimony is what props up the store. The store didn't get through COVID, honey. Your alimony got the store through COVID. But whatever, that's fine. And then she's trying to say to her kid, like, I just, you know, want you to keep your independence. And it's like, her dad will give her more money than he's giving you. She's mm. going to be fine. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about this meek and mild girl. No. <laughs> she just seems so sweet. I was like, oh, wow. Do you think that kid's ever going to actually get a bill? No. Ever? In no. her entire life? I don't no. think. No. She's got a black Amex card. When you get a black Amex, you get other ones. Like, you can get other cards. Oh, like, yes, yeah, supplementary. Yes. Yeah. So she's got her daddy's Amex, and so she should. If I had a black Amex, I'd be buying 14K palm trees <laughs> just, you know, for my backyard. She, she, she. She, she, she. So after that little jewellery thing when Sutton, I don't know, I don't know if she's trying to make a storyline talking about the independence and the old mate moving away. I, I don't really care that much about that. Come on, Sutton. Come yeah. on. Come on. As Danny Pellegrino would say, come on. And it's Kyle's inspecting the party and there's those big Kyle in letters on the floor. What's that about? I mean, I think she ended up getting rid of them, right? No, I don't think she Were did. Were they still there? I think she set it up that we're going to pretend that I don't want these because I don't <laughs> want to seem so vain. But, bitch, it's your $400,000 party. Have your name on the fucking floor. But you think it's a setup? Yeah, I think I think it's a setup. Like, don't tell me when you're spending four hundred thousand dollars on a party that you don't know every fucking detail. Yeah, it seems like it was just all designed for her to shade Lisa Vanderpump, being yeah. like, I know someone who's narcissistic and self-obsessed who would do this, and I was like, you, you've done this exactly. Considering they were only four hundred dollars. Yeah. Even I could afford to replace them if I didn't like them, let alone $400,000 budget. And you're not going to turn around and go, mate, I don't want that. Take the decal off. But looking at the aerial shot at the party, I didn't see it unless it was filled with people. I don't know. I didn't notice it. But I just thought it was funny that unwarranted, unnecessary Lisa Vanderpump shade. Like I can imagine Lisa being like, now why am I in it? Yeah, well... Exactly. <laughs> and so, okay, so then Dorit's FaceTiming Pikai because he's still in London and she's annoyed because she's like, you know how much white party means to me. And I was like, what, white party? How does that mean? It's not your fucking party. What are you talking about? <laughs> she lost me on that one. <laughs> she so lost me on that. Okay, so he was in the Europe for, what was it, 29 days, 39 days? 39 days. He was in Europe for a month. That's a long time. I get it. Yeah. But if my partner has to go overseas for a month to work... 
you deal with it. It's got nothing to do with him being in London for 39 days. It's got to do with the fact that he's never fucking home. It's mm-hmm. not this 39 days. She feels like yeah. she's raising the kids on her own and I see this scene as a red flag. Oh, yeah. Because she's basically saying to him, I am losing my connection with you. Eventually, she's going to be like Kyle with Mo. She's not going to care if he's out of town. Well, yeah, I think so. Unless he wants a divorce like his buddy, Mm -hmm. we can see the red flag. I hope he watches the episode and sees the red flag. Mm -hmm. And I love how when they do get to the party, the editors leave in every time someone says to Dorate, oh, where's PK? And she's like, in London. Well, (laughs) I got the impression that they weren't asking about him. She was just offering that he wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's telling the world. Her storyline is that PK's not around. That really is the storyline. And she did get glam. So, you know what? Maybe it is an important occasion to her. (laughs) She gets glam every day. She's like the Lisa fucking Barlow. I don't know. She hasn't been affording glam lately. (gasps) Oh, yes, you're right. She didn't get glam on the trip. If she's splashing cash, it must be an important event. That's true. I I didn't think of it from that perspective. You are correct, Nathan. Yeah. And so we pretty much quickly just get to the party. I think there's some cutaways, but I didn't really bother to write down what they were and so people are arriving but we get a lot of cameos so we get the morally corrupt kyle resnick jeff lewis cynthia bailey and camille i don't know did you spot any others no i was just way too excited about jeff lewis yeah i thought you would be cynthia bailey looked fire they really needed to show us her outfit more she looked amazing Mm -hmm. and yeah i just love me some jeff lewis i love him yeah yeah and it was kind of fun when they were all walking in and the cheerleaders were greeting them and stuff and <laughs> and they they let the cars pull up to the the bay. They didn't say, you know, go park at SoFi Stadium. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to go check in through a turnstile. I was like, no, this is a good party. They went to the presidential tunnel suites. <laughs> Uh, and so <laughs> Carl and the girls are late because they're getting glam and they want an entrance, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Although I don't think the getting the entrance thing was really Well, <laughs> you know what I thought odd? And I get it if you're going to be on national TV, you can't have, what am I trying to say? You can't have like regular music because mm-hmm. obviously you've got to pay for that. So it was so weird. If there was music going on, then it would have seemed more normal, like an entrance or whatever. They could have changed the track and people would turn around because they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, the music suddenly changed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, lighting and stuff. It's weird when there's a party and there's no music. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's my mental disconnect. I did think it was funny that everyone was like, oh, Mauricio, you need to go and meet your wife for her entrance. And even the producer was like, your wife's coming. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like I'll oh, eat yeah? quick. <laughs> Then again, the poor guy's probably not eating a thing all day. I've oh. seen real estate agents. They go from thing to thing. They don't have time to fucking eat. When are they Aren't eating? they baking cookies at every open house? Well. Um, what did you think of when Kyle went up to Jeff Lewis and she said, fuck you, Jeff Lewis? Well, yeah, so I listened to I listened to as many of his radio show episodes as I can. They released them as podcasts. And I used to be able to listen to them on the YouTube, but they obviously blocked that because people were uploading them. Oh, yeah. So I can't do that anymore. He made a joke about Kyle being a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, clear it up. But he did. He cleared it up straight away. He was a fucking joke. But, of course, there was like a Page Six article uh-huh. that he <laughs> called her a lesbian. And that was why. It wasn't that he said it on the radio. It's that he said it on the radio and it became clickbait. I actually enjoyed Kyle just going up and saying, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I like this attitude, Kyle. I like that. 
Um, and so then Denise and Big Dick Aaron arrive and she's wearing a pink lady jacket and he's wearing a blue cap, which I just thought was such, I don't give a fuck attitude for the white party. I thought it was iconic. She probably paid like the two, okay, I was going to say she probably paid like the $2,000 to get her makeup done, but no, she didn't. She got one of those people that come to your house for a hundred bucks <laughs> and she wears white jeans and a terry cloth pink bomber jacket to a white party. I thought it was great. Bitch, put on a dress. <laughs> I thought it was great. But then next minute I noticed Dorit was also wearing white jeans. So oh, is she? maybe maybe I should just shut up. Maybe maybe you should. I mean they're at a football stadium. Like how dressed up do you want to be? It's a fucking white party. It's not a fucking <laughs> football game. I don't know, the cheerleaders there, the mascots there. She took the venue memo too seriously. <laughs> like, put on a fucking frock, bitch. Uh, so what else happens at this party? So they're all talking on all that crap. So Sutton says she has heard from Steve, but he did ghost her for a few days, but now they're talking about a second day. I was a bit lost. I was lost. I was hoping that you would not be. So we got a little flashy and it said a week ago they were on their second date. Mm -hmm. But then she said he called me two days later after he ghosted me. I took that as he didn't call you for two days and that's a problem. That's what I heard too. Okay, so I'm not And I was like, that's not a ghost if he ends up talking to you. Two days. That means the day after your date he didn't contact you. And then he called you the day after that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think that's very old school. Like you got to wait two days before you text back rules. Yeah, which and, is and he's an old school guy, and she's I don't know. She's trying to use the young lingo like ghosting, but I don't think she comprehends what it is. That's not ghosting. Ghosting no. is I call you ten times and you don't call me back. Uh, yeah. But anyway, good for her. Yeah. Kyle, then she's annoyed that Mo thought the party would be in the car park. <laughs> Everything and- about him is annoying her. She's like, he doesn't <laughs> listen when I talk. It felt like the final straw, I think, for her being like, you think I would have a party in a car park? Divorce. Yeah, like, it's kind of like more annoyed by that. Scandival and the cake was, was the straw that broke the camel's back. You never know what's going to break you, I guess. You, you never know. <laughs> I mean, whatever. So we cut to Erica doing a prayer circle with all of her background dancers and Mikey, and this is her first time in four years that she'll be lip-syncing in front of an audience, so it's all very momentous. It's four years since she can afford to pay Mikey Minden. Mm, and COVID and yeah. trauma and all that stuff, I guess. I mean, I get it. And I, at first, I kind of, when I saw the preview last week, I was like, okay, calm your farm, sweetheart. As you said, you're not playing so far, you're playing at so far. Uh-huh. So it's almost like this isn't going to make or break you. But I get it. It's the first time she's performed this way before her residency. And if it goes badly, there's going to be gossip. Well, she's just so narcissistic that everything has to come back to her. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just her opportunity to be like, I've been through something. Because she's always got to tell us she's been through something. Well. Like, even when she has a sit down with Carl later, she's like, I mean, like, that happened to me. She's always bringing it back to her experience because she's the only person she cares about. I don't give a fuck about anyone else but me. It's true. (laughs) We believe you. We believe you. So then Carl introduces Erica to the stage and I laughed when Denise was like, Erica's lip syncing, come and watch. (laughs) (laughs) Was she, like, FaceTiming her kid or something? I don't know, but it was so fucking funny and shady. Because I thought she had a phone out. I thought she was talking to someone because that's, remember when she said I'm such a bitch? I thought she had her phone. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought she was just like turning over to Aaron or something. Uh, um, who knows? Yeah. But that killed me. And then Erica performs It's Expensive to Be Me, which seems like it's not that relevant anymore as a song choice. Pick another track, sweetheart. <laughs> 
why that one of all songs? Like you can't, like people are going to be laughing in their hands. And then I thought, you're right, it is expensive to be you if you are actually paying your legal fees. I, yeah, I think she's picturing the pool heating bill. <laughs> That's what she relates to with that Jesus song now. Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I would have changed the track. I don't know if she only just performed that one song. I would have picked something else. But they're all acting like it was a triumph. Mm, they are. And then we pivot to taglines and I was like, hold up, where are we at? So soon I was like, wow, this episode must have been good. It's breezed by. I knew it was going to be about Kyla Mo. I wasn't that surprised. No. So... Erica's tagline is basically that she's planning more music and the residency, blah, blah, blah. Which it's um, over now, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Dorit and it's the thing about PK not coming home for 39 days, but the real distance is between Dorit and Kyle, which is. That um, I want to know about. Yeah, that interests me. I hope that comes up in reunion. Although they're sitting next to each other, so they won't be going for each other too hard. Yeah, it might just be a five-minute thing. You know how they do that to us? Well, with Dorit, it might be ten minutes. (laughs) I'm sure in the room it was longer. I'm sure. Anna Marie and Crystal haven't interacted since, but who really gives a shit? Jeff has a girlfriend and lives in Thailand part-time. Who really gives a shit? Honestly, you're right. As soon as you said anytime Crystal does a scene, unless it's with the entire group, it's with her husband. Even when they're finding out about Kyla Moe, it's just the two of them. I know, but Rob was funny in that Oh, scene. yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy Rob. I'm like, can he be a housewife? <laughs> he loves uh, the gossip. I love him. Yeah. But, I mean, Crystal, yeah, that was kind of a boring little touchdown. Yeah. And same with Garcelle. It was just about her parenting and she won an Astra, whatever that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either, but, hey, I ain't winning anything, so good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Um, and then Sutton falls over because she was like, I've got to make this interesting, so she stacks it. How? What? Okay. Dorit made that such a big deal. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, calm down. No one put a gun to her head. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is she is she just clumsy or is she, like, sick or is she just an alcoholic? No, she's just fucking was at the edge of the stage and she fell over and, let's face it, she blamed Avi. So <laughs> it's all Avi's fault. I love that Avi was there. She pays Avi to blame him Blame everything on him. He's Avi's fine. Avi <laughs> is fine. Avi is a very happy man. He gets to ha- hang out with Miss Strack all day and do fabulous things. Avi ain't cleaning the toilet. Okay, he's making yeah. her vodka ocean spray. Yeah. He's fine. And Sutton's tagline was just about her putting her dating life on hold and something about the horse again. Yeah, that's again right. That the only man horse. for her is, is Santos. <laughs> I can't. And then we get one month later. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And this is all the ladies fake receiving the information with oh, the page yeah. six article or the people article or whatever it was. So totally fake and phony, but I still enjoyed seeing it. I love it. The, okay. Yeah. The, this is the fake I want, not the fake trips. The uh-huh. fake this is my trip. Yeah, yeah, this is what we want. I'm okay with it. I can suspend disbelief for oh, yeah. like a breaking news item on a phone. Like, and I think Garcelle, did she get like a ding ding and she looked at her phone and she was like, <gasps> I was like, that's why she won an Astra. She's good. Yep, agreed. Anyway, so they're all sort of reeling. This is when Dorit's still FaceTiming PK from London. <laughs> that motherfucker's just <laughs> never coming up. Rob's in the room with Crystal. I really shouldn't <laughs> be ragging her for that. And Rob brought up Morgan. <gasps> releasing the story to people. I love this. I I should check page six now and see if that's the headline. Morgan Wade (laughs) releases. Fair enough, man. If your girlfriend's not going to admit to the world that you're together, Uh release it. At her. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh gosh. And Sutton and Garcelle FaceTime and Sutton's like Kyle was lying to us the whole time. Oh, and she's trying to like bring these receipts that aren't actual receipts, but because she says it all emphatically, that yeah. it's like a Poirot clue. Yeah, they do like the Heather, like receipts, missing wedding band, screenshot, <laughs> exercising, <Exercise>. sober. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you did that so well for me. Thank you. That made me really happy. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I love it. Uh, and then we get one day later and that's Kyle and she's making a protein smoothie. This I feel sorry for her. That she had to do it. That she had to make her own protein smoothie. No. <laughs> because this gets released and you've got your producer calling you mm-hmm. and going, oh, we're coming to your house to film. She consented to that. Yes, but that's tough. It's her job to consent to it. But on a personal level, even though her face is so frozen, she can't express emotion. I can hear it Mm -hmm. in her voice. I would be not okay with it. And my kids having to fucking sit down for it. Oh, those kids are so fucking dramatic. I watched the Netflix trailer with, with Mo talking to them. Have you seen that? No. Oh, there's some Netflix show that Mo's on and he sits the kids down and he talks about how like his side of the story kind of a thing. It's only been like a few seconds. He pretty much just says like, you know, your mum wanted to separate. Kind of, he, right. he sort of pins it more on Kyle. But the kid's yeah. like, oh, it's so hard for us having to have this conversation. I was like, you know, a lot of people get divorced and sometimes kids are a lot younger. But it's hard to have that conversation with cameras in your face is what they mean. Yeah, sure. But I sense that the producers would have been like hard on Kyle because like it feels like she intentionally waited until after White Party for this to drop because she didn't want it on the season. So you reckon she's the one that dropped it? Do you reckon she made a deal with people who contacted her six months prior and went, I will give you an exclusive if you wait till the end of my season? No, not so much that. I just think she's she was putting it off herself. Right. But I feel like they were separated prior to the White Party. They were. Yeah, they were living and so in the I, house separated, but the kids didn't know. And I feel like she scheduled that according to her filming schedule. The fact that it's right at the end of the season does make me question who it was. And I don't think it was Morgan. I think it might have been Kyle and or Mo. Yeah, that's what I think. It's too much of a coincidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, so then Erica comes over and Erica apologises for not being observant, which is still just making it about making her. It about her. <laughs> yep. And Kyle was still sort of skirting around it. Like, she doesn't actually say any reasons, which I get, blah, blah, blah. She says there's no reasons, right? And so obviously she said this to Erica before Erica got there and that's why the conversation went that way. Mm. But then when does she say it? Was it in this convo or the preview for reunion? I can't remember. She says that things happen to make me lose my trust. That was at the very end when a producer asked her in confessional. Oh, okay. And she finally sort of relented. That suggests to me that someone did something they shouldn't have done. Oh, that's Mo cheated. That's basically what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. If it's about the fact that he wasn't there for you when your friend passed, you would have said that. That's yeah. not a yeah, thunder yeah, yeah, yeah. law that you yeah. can't say it. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Something when... um. When Sutton was, like, looking for Mauricio at the white party or something, didn't she say, like, we haven't seen him since the memorial? Or, yes. Like, <laughs> we've been looking for you since the memorial. I was like, Sutton does not let anyone off no. on anything. And the way that she throws the shade and disguises it with her tone of voice, it's just like we're really trying to find the clues and solve the case, we <laughs> do You know? I love yeah. it. She's so good at it. I love it. Oh, my God. She should be on the fucking view. I love that bitch. <laughs> it would be good. 
But yeah, this scene with Erica, I was getting frustrated with it because it just wasn't getting to the place that I wanted it to get to. Well, no, because Erica's her mate and isn't going to let it get there. Like, that was the whole point. T, T. But then we get, I don't know, one week later, and that's when we have Mo and Kyle in the kitchen. And I think she's only just having a protein snack this time, not a protein shake. And we get that, I'm glad it's you having the affair. And she goes, "It's one for once it's me. <laughs> I mean, come on. And that's the thing. We saw that in the trailer for the show yeah. 18 weeks ago or whatever the fuck episode we're up to. Yeah. So we know. We've all been like, yeah, Mo cheated. So stop saying all season that Mo didn't cheat. For once it's me. Why would you say that unless there was some weight to it? Yeah, she, yeah. It seems sort of a bit calculated in that she's brought it up but she can't be accused of bringing it up kind of. Yes, this is yeah. what she does. It's what she does. And then they have the chat with the girls. Carl's got to phone them downstairs. <laughs> I love that. We love. And so it's, I don't know, the chat seemed again to be filled with like half statements and just everything else they've been saying. I didn't get anything new but it was still good to see it. Yeah, true. Well, because I think there was the anticipation to see what would be said. Yeah. It didn't go anywhere. Unless she's getting grilled by Andy or someone, the ladies, she's just going to repeat the party line. Yeah. I agree with Erica. I would like to see Kyle get eviscerated. (laughs) Yeah. As much as I have sympathy for a marriage breaking up. Yeah. If she doesn't want to talk about it, she doesn't have to show up to reunion, but she's gonna, and that means I want to see it. I can't believe Kathy's there. And I guess I want to know why Kathy's there. Is it because after the People article they started talking again and so therefore Kathy gets to clear the air that they're good now because we don't need to see that. Was the season so boring we need to go back and resolve last season's reunion? Like is that what's happening? I'm going to be happy to see her, obvi. Obvi. (laughs) But at the same time, how does that fit in with this season? It doesn't. Maybe there is a reason. Maybe the fact that Dorit and Kyle haven't spoken for a month, maybe Kathy's there to give some sort of info as a witness as to or the evidence. Maybe she's the receipt is what I'm saying. Maybe if, like, you know, when the husbands come out and Kyle doesn't have a husband to bring out anymore, yeah. she's just like, well, all right, well, we'll have a one-on-one with Kathy. Maybe. I don't know. I just think unless she is a receipt for something, I don't understand why specifically she's there, other than maybe a rating boost. And to open the door for maybe next season for her to be a friend oh. of again, I would enjoy that. Yes, um, okay. And so that's base. That's basically it. And then we get a flashback of like a montage of scenes with Carl's old nose and happier times. Yep. And, and then um, that's about that. Oh, and then we get Carl's tagline, which is just that she's reunited with Kathy and she's separated. We all know the most stuff. So it's, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the trailer for reunion does look good. It does. It looks great. And is that Andy stifling a yawn again when yeah. Dorit talks? Is he doing it on purpose now? He's got to go check his oxygen levels, honestly. <laughs> She must be that boring. We know that that's why we yawn. We need more oxygen. Or when you see someone else yawn, it makes you yawn. Okay, now we're just talking about it, I want to yawn. So, <laughs> look, I'm a yawner like Andy. I will yawn in your face. Not as bad as him, mm-hmm. but, you know, the guy gets up early and stays up late every day. And it looks like Andy's doing a good job this reunion because he asks Kyle about Morgan. So I'm interested to see how she deflects on that one. Yeah, well, yes, Exactly. And then Sutton has a medical episode, which is why I'm thinking, is something wrong with her? Like, is she, I don't know, is something wrong with her esophagus? I don't know. Because she's fainting, she fell over at SoFi. Maybe. Maybe we need to get Anna Marie to look at her. I'm looking forward (laughs) to it, but I'm going to avoid watching any additional reunion clips. 
Okay. Because reunion, obviously, it's it can get boring. And yeah. I don't want to watch any other previews that gives us basically shit from the third episode that we're not going to get. I think it's just a two-parter. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Vanderpump. It's the dog days of summer. You said you didn't like this one so much. No, I felt like, look, don't get me wrong, there was there were a couple of scenes that I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they involve Voldemort. <laughs> but apart from that, there were just a lot of little scenes with a couple of them. And some of them yeah. I'm like, do we really need that there? Like, you know, it's kind of like a reunion. We don't need all of that to get the point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of little scenes building up to like other people in defense of Tom, but him not actually doing the heavy lifting and doing the work himself. And still, however many months later, post recording of this season. He's still doing it. He's he's still a fucking asshole. As much as it's a massive deal to talk about his stupid New York Times or what he said stupidly yeah. in his New York Times feature, it's almost like, not that I don't want to talk about it, but it's that thing of where it's just like, it's so bad. I think maybe because sometimes I have a tendency to try to see both sides. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to big note myself here, but it's like, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. That it's like, do I want to talk about him? You know? No, and that's the thing, not really. I don't want to talk about him other than to say he needs to change therapists or just get in a, more than one therapist because he needs more therapy. Because mm-hmm. I'm gobsmacked. Mm-hmm. He's worse than Dorit with the privilege. <laughs> yeah, no. Is that possible? <laughs> well, Dorit's an unconscious Karen. Maybe Sandoval's just a conscious Karen. Well... <sighs> I'd be impressed that he's conscious of anything, <laughs> honestly, I know, other than I his know. own two feet. So we start with a montage of people getting ready for James and Ali's pool party. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like the first little scene of their pool party, like it, we didn't need that. Well, I appreciate the plane sound effects and like footage of a plane landing every single time we go to that location because that makes yes. me laugh. And I do appreciate <laughs> him complaining about how much money and time goes into planning any sort of party because I'm like, dude, is this not the universe or your wallet telling you this is why you don't have parties? It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of time. And then the weekend's over and you're like, well, fuck, man, I didn't get any rest. And the thing is, if you don't own a barbecue, maybe don't host a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But then it's a good excuse to buy a barbecue. However, it's like an exercise machine. Are you ever going to use it again? Probs not. He doesn't know how to use that barbecue. Whoa. <laughs> so funny. This is what I mean about this California sober thing. I think it is important for society that James is California sober because if that's him on pot, I shudder to think what he's like without it. (laughs) He's team too much for me and that's saying something. Yeah. And so then we get this like little sidebar where we find out that on the way home from See You Next Tuesday, Ariana got a lift and it was the same driver from the night in March, March 1st, almost a year ago, where we found out about the affair and everything. How wild is that? That is cray cray. And what I think's hilarious is because he doesn't know who they are, right? Uh Uh-huh. So how bad is it for us and how great is it for her 
because that night he said you were fighting with your husband or your partner or whatever. If he had only known who they were and hit uh-huh. the record on his phone, mm. mate, we could have got so much delicious tea. He could have made quite a few thousand a dollars. He wouldn't need to be a lift driver anymore. Release the tapes mate, is what I say. He would have been on fucking Good Morning America. He would have been doing the Lord's work. Gosh. Oh, Oh, he doesn't know how lucky he was, but it's just so wild. I know. So wild. (laughs) So then Ariana and Katie, they discuss the Tahoe trip that Schwartz is trying to organise. Oh, my God. I'm over this trip already. And they're like, we'd rather just stay and work on our fake sandwich shop. Like, we don't, we're not interested. (laughs) I love that. Sorry, I have business meetings. Isn't that great? I have Zooms. Sorry, I can't go. I've got Zooms. And also they just don't want to be there. <laughs> well, of course they don't want to be there. I want to work on my business. This is my point. You don't have the Zoom on a laptop you can take. <laughs> we don't want to be there. Katie, at least, if nothing, she's honest about how she feels in her uh-huh. hatred of everything. I love her. And so then we get this scene with Sheena and Lala going to Lisa's house. Ugh. First of all, they meet her new dog, Donut, which, you know, who, who was adorable. Adorbs. She does come up with cutie patootie names. She does. I love dogs named as food. It, it gets me. Oh, I never thought of it before. My two favourite things, dogs and food. <laughs> I know. And I, I'm a vegetarian, but I do look at dogs and think they look edible. Like, they're so cute, I just want to eat them, you I'm know? I'm the same. I know. It's <laughs> weird that that's how we feel, that yeah. I don't understand this about us human beings, but we all do it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because if anyone said they actually ate a dog, I'd be horrified. Of course. (laughs) But but yeah. Anyway, donut looked delicious. Yeah. um, (laughs) What did you think of this scene though? Because Lisa is really pushing the whole, we need to be nice to Sandoval. And as much as I get it, it's also like, it's interesting to see how they're going to navigate it. You really want to know what I think? Because we're going to get cancelled when I tell you what I think. I do. I do kind of want to know. Yeah. I think he's full of shit. A part of me feels manipulated. You were partying it up with your band. You were Mm -hmm. calling the TMZ. Don't tell me you didn't get paid for fucking dobbing on yourself on the TMZ. Don't tell me you didn't cash in. I think he's full of shit. I can see that, but I also can see how, like, well, us as reasonable people, if we were put in that position where we've got all this scrutiny, it would suck. Regardless of whose fault it is, like, it would be very damaging, but also I hate him. <laughs> Look, in saying what I said, I do hear Dickhead to Schwartzy in the back of my mind saying that, you know, when we're alone, he mm-hmm. kind of says the right things and then when he's in public, he sounds awful. He screws it up. And so when I say that I don't believe him, I do have that in the back of my mind because you can change my mind. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't changed my mind yet. He's not put in the work for that. And I'm not holding my fucking breath. Yeah, but, like, I see how it puts Lala and Sheena in such a like, awkward position. It's where it's like, how can they refuse? I think that's really manipulative of yeah. Lisa. I'm sure that's how she feels. Mm-hmm. then get them together as a group, invite them all to your house. I feel like she's doing to Sheena what they've all done to Sheena over the years, which is she's targeting who she perceives to be the weakest link, and that's not fair. Mm. You can't have Sheena and – I get why she did Sheena and Lala. I get why that's on the show. Sheena, for the reason I just said, and Lala, because she's the one that called Rachel. And Mm -hmm. she could, you know, she had some sort of empathy for her situation in the first episode. But really, it should have been Sheena and 
if she wanted Sheena, it should have been her and Ariana. I don't think it's fair to put Sheena in a position where you mm-hmm. know she's going to have empathy because she does have mental health issues and yeah. because she's a human being, knowing that Ariana's her best friend. It's a uh, horrible yeah. place to put her yeah. in and I don't think it was fair. Yeah. And, and as much as I understand Vanderpump, like her whole thing with the brother, like I totally get it. But, yeah, in this scene I was like, oof, that does feel a bit like tough on them. Then call Ariana as her producer yes, and say, this is what I'm feeling. I don't expect you to come to that understanding, but you need to allow the others to do that. Mm. Or I'm going to tell the others to do that. Don't be surprised when someone has empathy for mental health issues and suicidal ideation. Totally, yeah. And I'm not saying that that would work with Ariana or do anything. At least you're not going to get Sheena reaching out to him and then Ariana finding out after the fact. Do you know what I mean? I don't... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lisa's making her feelings other people's responsibility. And it does sort of seem like she's the godfather calling people into the room and like in twos and ones and then like all these little meetings. I know. <laughs> I just, it's going to blow up in everyone's face but Lisa's and I don't think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, oh, gosh, what an awkward position. And so then we go to the pool party and Schwartz brings another plant. Do you want to rant about that for a quick second? Look, if it was me... Bring me all the fucking plants. I love plants. (laughs) It's the part of gift giving that I don't enjoy when I see people give gifts of things they want. Mm -hmm. That's not kindness. That's wanting to look good. You're giving someone a gift that you want to receive. I hate that. That's not the art of gift giving. And I think a plant is good when it's like, oh, what do you give someone who's got everything? But they clearly need to stock up that house. They didn't have towels or barbecues or pool floats. Like, (laughs) there's plenty of things you could give them. He's not getting to know what they would like. He's giving them what he would like. Three plants is a lot. We need to have, like, a one or two plant max. And, again, you need to keep these things alive so there's pressure there. So (laughs) I have a thing when I go to someone's housewarming, I do like to get them a plant. I like to get them a chilli plant because, one, it's food, and, two, it's life Mm -hmm. in the home you're creating. That's fine. One plant... If you don't know what to get someone, I think it's great, especially because most people now when they're moving into a place, they've already got stuff from their old place. Mm -hmm. But it is different when someone moves from a flat to a house. Got more room for stuff. You got more room for stuff. But three plants, unless you know they love plants, listen to what they like. And Mm -hmm. if you find yourself selfishly not paying attention to anything that they like, then don't bring them anything or bring them some coffee and some sugar cubes. I think that's always a good gift. When you're having people over to your house warming, guess what? You're going to be serving a lot of coffee. Mm. Gosh, that's so wise. So wise. And who doesn't love those little sugar cubes? They're so (laughs) fucking cute. I don't even take sugar and they're so adorbs. (laughs) I love things in cubes, except for cheese. (laughs) Who am I, Candice? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the pool party looked quite fun, actually. I loved that they had a something about her pool float, which opened before the store did. <laughs> See how James is listening and thinking of others? I think that was an alley. <laughs> well, whoever did it, it was fucking adorable and very thoughtful. Love. Yeah. Ten points. Yeah. 
No, it was quite, it was fun vibes. People were jumping off the roof. Oh, James was so excited to show that he figured that out that he could do that. <laughs> I mean, and also thank God he's not the drinking anymore because that could oh be disastrous. Goodness. Honestly, do you think his homeowner's insurance will will be still valid next financial year or whatever? Because if mm-hmm. I was the insurance company and saw that, I don't know if I'd be insuring you for an outdoor accident. <laughs> no, 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 no. So that was all fun. And then we cut to oh, Dickhead One and Billy Lee doing a cold plunge. And it looks like torture. It felt like torture to watch it. Okay. Two points I have. First of all, you know how we call him Voldemort? Yeah. We're going to have to call Billy Lee Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> because bitch is so thirsty. She's in fuego how thirsty she is. <laughs> Honestly, I thought fucking Schwartzy was thirsty, but no one. No, I- Peter Pettigrew is. <laughs> and what's the second thing? And the second thing is this cold plunge. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're noticing this because you are a man's, but when women go through heartache, breakup, all that horrible stuff, when they're going through horrible stuff, the last thing that they tend to do is turn around and do physical self-care things in that that particular way. I don't know. It's just... Kyle did it. It's such a... No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It is such a man thing to do. It's almost like I'm going through heartache. They're externalising. Yes, he's externalising it. Uh-huh. And it's like you're not actually dealing with your shit yet. This is a way for you to fake appear as if you're dealing with something. Look at me. I'm so pathetic. I'm going to tough it out and feel like a man. Mm-hmm. It's so lame. This, again, these are the reasons, these are the flags by which I'm judging him in that I'm not feeling sorry for him yet because I don't think he's dealing with his shit. Personally, dealing with your shit is not being on the fucking show this season. I could have taken a year off from him, honestly. Mm, and watched everyone else just having fun. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought I'd want more Scandival, but this, I'm not enjoying seeing him on my TV. I would have liked if Rachel was still there and if they were together and then watched them break up on TV. That would have been fun. That I would enjoy. <laughs> I'd love to hate it. I'd be so hate-fucking that. It would be great. <laughs> my thing was, I think with this scene, Tom refers to himself I think in confessional as Andy Dufresne from Shawshank. And I was thinking, wasn't Andy Dufresne in Shawshank innocent though? Like that's the main difference? Uh, yes. <laughs> and also he went to jail. <laughs> and he crawled through shit to get free, not a cold plunge. You didn't go to jail and when you did crawl through shit, you did it on a TV <laughs> show for money. <laughs> bit different. <laughs> He's learnt nothing because yeah. he just ups the ante, doubles down <laughs> and compares himself to George Floyd and I am not mad. That is not uh, a joke. No. Yeah, no. Obviously, we love to make comparative jokes. That is not a joke. Yeah, no. That's what I mean by I don't even want to talk about it because we love to watch these shows and Kiki and Shishi, these are not things to Kiki or Shishi about. Totally. And so we, we cut back to the pool party at this point and Lala's talking to Ali about James being sober and she really wants to know what his rock bottom was. And I was sort of a bit like... None of your business. None of your business. <laughs> like I think that she was asking because this is his second attempt at sobriety that she's aware of and I think she just wants some sort of indication as to whether he's doing it for the right reason this time and not because she wants to be judged or anything like that but because she wants to know 
how supportive he wants her to be, I think. So I think it's coming from a good place, even though I think it's an inappropriate Mm. question. Because it's sort of like, do you want me to actively support your sobriety journey as a fellow sober person or not? I think it's coming from that place. I only imagine that because she is sober and a self-confessed alcoholic, it would be something that would be a conversation point in her life when she's talking about herself. And it's almost like, how much do you want me to talk about this with you or not? You'd think they would have done that off camera. Like, I love that everything's on camera. It's reality TV. Like, that's yeah. for my perspective. But if it were me, I probably would have had that else conversation elsewhere. And I sort of think maybe they did. I think so too. And I, I feel a bit uncomfortable because it feels like the subtext of this and their later chat is that his rock bottom was dark. I think it was the fight in the car that Teddy and Tamara were around for that they're sugarcoating over. So I listened to Sheena's podcast with Ali on it Uh and they did talk about this apparent elephant in the room, which was the fact that Teddy and Tamara spoke on their podcast about a fight that happened between James and Ali. The four of them were in a limo. Mm. I didn't listen to their podcast but Ali was defending the fact that, no, Tamara and Teddy were incorrect. There wasn't a physical altercation. And when I say I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say physical altercation, they insinuated that James either hit her or, or yeah. something like that. And she denied it and said, we did get into a fight, but there was nothing physical about it. And either way, I think this is the rock bottom they're referring to, or at least that's where my mind went. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah. But I don't know. It feels, I don't know if... <sighs> It's murky territory, honestly. These are like real issues. James has admitted that he's a bad drunk. Yeah. Whatever he tells us is more than enough. I wasn't looking for information about that particular fight. I didn't even know about it until I listened to Sheena's podcast because Mm. any articles about Teddy, I don't really click on them. Sure. I've got a Teddy filter. (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't even know about it. I'm sure listeners knew about it and could could probably put more more detail in that. I wonder if that's what they're talking about because, like I said, he he does say in the conversation with Lala that they get into fights when he's drunk. He's a mean drunk. Yeah, oh, we know that. <laughs> and aren't they all? Because then Lala has a chat to Schwartz and they sort of apologise and we cut to that fight from last time where Schwartz is like, your lips are disgusting, yuck, and she's like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I'm like, well, they really do go for each other. Yeah, I just, this Lala scene with Schwartzy, don't get me wrong, I love me some Lala and I'm loving the fact that she's like, she does say, I don't want to wear my trauma as a badge of honour. I think that's wonderful. She's at a stage in her healing, in her healing journey Mm. where she's like, I need to search for peace in my life and not always go for the jugular. I love that for her. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if Schwartz is the person that deserves an apology from her. I'm lost there. I'm lost on I think she is just trying to have chats with everybody. And I think we're going to see her do a sit down with Sandoval soon because she's done a voicemail to Raquel. She's now talking to Schwartz. She's doing one-on-ones with everyone. I think she's just really working it this season. That's what I think. And I don't know how genuine it is. I'm buying it because I love her and you guys know me. I'm a hypocrite. I give all my loved ones (laughs) a pass. So I think she's working on herself. But at the same time, I'm like, why are you going on an apology tour? No one, you don't need to. 
Yeah, no one really. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need, need like I, I shouldn't say I don't need your apology. Schwartz, does, in my opinion, does not deserve an apology from you. Yeah, agreed on that one. And I don't think your being kind to him is going to make him a nicer person. Yeah, I think that ship sailed. And I think it's just going to piss her off because she's extending all these olive branches to people who haven't asked for it and therefore aren't going to work for it. Mm-hmm. She's anyway. just the pendulum swinging too much, babe. <laughs> it's swinging. And so then we swing back to Tom and um, Peter Pettigrew <laughs> hanging out in robes post-plunge. <sighs> and this was so fucking she corny. She didn't even plunge. I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, we didn't have to see it. You're literally hanging out with someone who's taking a bath. Isn't that like, weird? Like, that's just not – like, if I'm having a bath, you're not coming in for a chat. And literally a hot one with bubbles. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even. Like, I'm sorry. Baths are a solo event. We went through this on the Salt Lake, okay? <laughs> oh, she's yeah. so... Oh, but it really um, turned my stomach when Peter Pettigrew said that Tom deserves bliss. I was like, yuck. <laughs> and then, like, within two seconds, like, topic change. So are you dating anyone? What? I know, and he, he says... What, did he say he was saving himself for Rachel? Yes. Another bath moment. Oh, oh. Bath in the bath. Concur. It's disgusting, disgusting. that scene. <laughs> you know that you don't want to watch someone on TV when you can't eat while they're on the TV. <laughs> I can't eat while watching him. He's got to put the, put the plate aside. He unsettles my stomach. <laughs> That's so funny. I need a Bex and a lie down. <laughs> so then we cut back to the pool party and Sheena tells Ariana and Katie about the chat they had with Lisa that morning and and Ariana's like, no, nope. <laughs> she's just like fully like, no, nope, I'm not easing up. Fuck that. When you're in a relationship with someone, regardless of whether that relationship has broken or not, you know the times where they're manipulating a situation to look like a victim. Yeah. And so that's where her head's going. Yeah. And that would drive me crazy. Well, also, she's still living in a house with him. She's still having to listen to his freaking notes via his assistant. So she's <laughs> seeing if there were times that he was being contrite, she would have seen them. And she's not. Can they take down that portrait they have of the two of them? That, like, I know. ugly, fugly ass portrait. I'd be ripping that shit down. That and the bubba needs to be burnt. Oh, burn the bubbers. Ugh. Burn the bubbers. Okay, this is when we get the chat with James and Lala. And mm. there's an awkward segue where they're like, oh, I'm having a sparkling water. Do you want one? And he's like, oh, I love water. And they're like, yeah, we're sober now. And then we're just talking about sobriety. I was like, what? <laughs> This was a badly produced scene. Yeah, it was. But I think it was an uncomfortable scene to film because doesn't he even oh, say yeah. something like when she, when she asks about the rock bottom, he said, I'll talk to you later or something? Yeah, it, it was uncomfortable. We'll talk about it off camera. No shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got nothing else to say about that. We no. sort of covered it. Yeah. So then Tom's friend Joe is giving him an at-home COVID haircut. Tom's friend Joe? You mean Tom's girlfriend Joe? Well, it's sort of. I don't know if they're dating or not. They were dating. He even said they were hot and heavy for a minute. But not now. Do you believe him when it when he's talking about who's sleeping with whom and when? Sometimes when he's asked a simple question and he just waffles on and says a million different things, I zone out because I can't keep it straight. Oh, God, that must be how people feel with me. <laughs> no, no, because you always get there in the end. But I don't know if Schwartz gets there. <laughs> I love you for that. That was such a kind truth. You're so sweet to me. You do, you do. Uh, but yeah, Schwartz, he was trying to explain that relationship. He was like, she's a, a ball of sunshine in human form. I was like, just shut the fuck up and save your fucking honor. He kept saying she's a person. She, yeah, we get that. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh. Um, 
So, okay. Then Voldemort arrives, he who must not be named, and Schwartz invites him to the lake house and suggests that he comes and takes the group aside for one-on-ones to say sorry. And then he's filthy at Lala and Sheena still. Like, they led the charge on their podcasts, blah, blah, blah. He is accusing Lala and Sheena for the hate he's getting from everyone. He is blaming Lala and Sheena for the world hating on him for his actions. I know, we didn't need their help to lead a charge to hate that man. This is the issue. It is not that he stuck his dick in a pretty girl. (laughs) We can all get over that. Yeah. Since the dawn of time, people have gotten over that. The fact that three months on, he is blaming Lala and Sheena for his plight. This is what we're not getting over, you imbecile. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And I even love how, like, Schwartz was trying to explain it. He was like, that energy is not going to serve you well, dude. <laughs> like, He thinks he's responding to Tom with honest truths, saying that it's not going to help you or not going to serve you. That's not blunt enough to get through this guy's thick skull. Mm, it's a thick skull. Oh, my it God. Uh, did you have anything else to say about that scene, though? I did. You know, I'm always ragging on Schwartzy. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated when Dickhead One says it's been five months, get over it. Mm-hmm. When Schwartzy says, yes, it's been five months, but what's five more minutes then? I thought that was mm. very thoughtful, mature thing to not just say, but to think. Not that it's going to get through Dickhead One's head. Oh no! But I was just thought thought that was that was like subtly profound. I was impressed. <laughs> thank you, Schwartzy. That's maybe the only time I say thank you to you, but I will stand by it. I also have learned something from Schwartz, and it's like if I'm at a crowded bar or restaurant and I forgot to put deodorant <laughs> on, just get a lemon wedge. <laughs> and whenever I do that, I think, thank you, Schwartzy. You've really taught me. Put a lemon wedge in the armpit and that'll stop the BO. I knew you were going to say that. You're so sage. So wise. Anyway, so (laughs) then Sheena, she's leaving the kid with the babysitter who's making jokes about Ozempic and also the babysitter has a babysitter. Yeah. Okay. That's progress for her. So we're going to applaud that. That's good. I do have some tea on Sheena. Uh Uh-huh. Basically, I was... Scrolling through the Insta, and it could have been on stories, which is why I can't see it. But I Live for Bravo posted that Sheena and Brock just bought a $2.5 million house in Sherman Oaks. And then two minutes later, like a few days later, he transferred the deed solely into her name and she took out a mortgage for just under $2 million. One of them's a lawyer or they spoke to a lawyer friend. I think that's what it is about the fact that there's only one of two reasons you do that. A, Mm -hmm. okay, in this case, the reasons would be either Brock is going to be declaring bankruptcy and so therefore they want to protect their assets. Mm -hmm. Or this is what a lot of celebrities do when they're preparing to divorce. So oftentimes with celebrities, when they file their petition for divorce, simultaneously they file settlement Mm -hmm. so that the divorce is like they're done and dusted. Oh, my mind just went to, because doesn't he have other kids and like has to pay child support and stuff? Yeah. Does Brock have other? I I thought he was trying to hide assets to look poorer. Brock has two other children. Child support is done based on income, not assets. Oh, okay. I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong, people. But I'm pretty sure it's solely done on income. Like 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now that I say that, I'm not sure. So, oh, all right. Well, something to watch out for. <laughs> Another divorce might be on the horizon. But I'm just like, bitch is now. She's on her second house. Good for her. She's getting the bag. And she's now her. she finally lives around the corner from everyone else, and not all the way in fucking Marina Del Rey. Mm. So th- they go to have Brock and Sheena go to have a double date with James and Ali. And they talk about the chat with Lisa and Lisa's also invited James for a chat. And they, yeah, they, Brock and Ali sort of seem to suggest that it's a bit manipulative, but the others are like, yeah, well, what can we do? (laughs) Like, I completely agree with Brock that it was unfair to put it on Sheena. And I believe that she's doing that because she knows that Sheena is emotionally the weakest link. She, You can say whatever you want about Sheena, making it all about her all the time or whatever. And I do see it. But she is the first person out of this group of people to show any sort of sympathy or empathy for any of them. Uh Think about it. Uh Like take a moment of silence to reflect. Which one of the cast would you say tends to feel sympathy for another person's situation more than her? I don't think there is one. Mm, Donut. See, (laughs) this is what I'm saying. So I, in yeah. that sense, I don't think that that was fair. I think it was a little manipulative of Lisa. Yeah. Well, did you have any other thoughts about this dinner? Like that was m- the main thing they talked about. No. And Tahoe, I guess. And and uh, I don't want to talk about Tahoe anymore till we get there. I'm done. I know. I'd love to get there. I'm done <laughs> talking about the guest list for Tahoe. Sorry. Yeah, it's too. like talking about a guest list for any cast trip. They're all invited yeah. because they all <laughs> work for the show. They're on the show. Yeah, yeah. And so then the final scene is James meeting Lisa at Vanderpump Dogs. And it was sort of like a bait and switch. I thought it was just going to be another chat about fucking Tom. We and I was like dreading did. it. But then, oh, she surprised him with Graham. Um, okay, first of all, his name's not Graham, it's Graham. Americans just can't say Graham. Oh. Second of all, his name is now Hippie. I love that. Yeah, that's nice. I think Graham's not the best name for a dog. Compared to Hippie, Hippie's a choice name. Well, I thought they named him Graham Cracker, like, again, food. Yeah, but it's still, have you looked at a packet of those of those biscuits? Never. Can we even get that It's here? spelt Graham. A Graham Cracker, that's so weird. Anyway, well, Hippie, let's just say Hippie. Then. Yeah, let's just say Hippie. <laughs> hippie ended up in a foster home and then a shelter. He was with Raquel's parents while uh-huh. she was getting treatment and he bit her mum once or twice and one of the times was pretty like a decent bite. Well, he probably had good reason to. I'm on Hippie's side. Yeah, he was probably like, get me the fuck out of here and take me to my papa. Yeah. So, yeah, they sent him to a shelter. That's pretty fucked up. I don't know. I would have sent him to the other parent. You know, I wouldn't have sent him to a shelter first, like a, to a foster home. They also don't have very good memories of James, let's face it. Yeah. In their defence, if I was them, I probably wouldn't be calling James to come get the dog. Yeah. Obviously, knowing what we're like with animals, we'd never drop the dog off at a fucking shelter. But no. especially a regular one that's a kill shelter. Well, was that is that confirmed? I got I got the implication that it was a kill shelter. Well, that's why they would have called Lisa because Lisa's yeah, is a no kill shelter. Yeah. Lisa's is a very pretty, pretty shelter, but make no mistake about it, it's a shelter. It's, it's just a no-kill shelter. But yeah, Obviously someone that works there kn- knows the fuck who these people are and went, let's call Lisa Vanderpump. Like that, mm. I don't think that was an accident. Oh, man. The thing is, if a dog has been known to bite, no one is adopting that dog. 
It's a very special person that's going to adopt a dog that bites. That's the kind of dog that gets put down first at the shelter. Yeah, Chino was a biter, but I'm a special person, so I saved him. Louis that we adopted, they said that the reason they had to get rid of him is because he, well, they said being aggressive. I'm not stupid. It means that he bit one of the kids because she wouldn't stop fucking mauling him. So we're special people. Yes. And look, don't get me wrong. When I, I, I'm just being kind of flippant about the kid. They're a lovely, lovely family and it broke their heart to give their dog. Oh, of course. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. it was a very unusual situation. That's why I say we adopted him. I don't say we rescued him. Yeah. But this was a really sweet scene. It was nice to see it. The fact that however many months after filming the scene, they filmed the confessional with James, he was still crying in the confessional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that we all thought that we were going to have to listen to them talking about Tom, but it was mm-hmm. about Hippie. It made me so happy. I know. And then I looked at the the heading of the, the title of the episode and I was like, oh, it was there all along. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, they got me. As I said, I, I listened to the podcast with Ali and Sheena and she was saying how good he is, how sweet he is. He's great with the cats. Oh, good. I was worried about that from the preview. I think he's had some dog training. Oh, that's good. He's happy now. And I think there was an, well, my impression, so there must have been a sort of alluding to, he was just in an unstable situation and so Mm. now he's not now he's in a stable situation and all of a sudden he's got his old just like james exactly and hippie's now got like so many plants to pee on as well so good for hippie someone's got to water them yeah (laughs) so what a happy ending so next time yet we see ali and the cats meeting hippie and then we finally get to lake tahoe oh thank god this trip better be fucking good because i'm over it already and i'm not i'm not going to be optimistic which (laughs) is never good for anyone to have to hear me immediately not being optimistic oh do you have any sizzles or anything you want to talk about yeah there are a lot of sizzies so the biggest sizzy is the article that i read brandy glanville suing andy cohen for sexual harassment Oh, yeah. Is this a joke? Mm, I don't really know. I don't think it's a joke. Who was he talking about, though? So he said he wants to watch, he wants Brandy to watch him have sex with another Bravo celebrity. Is that what he was saying? Andy and Kate Chastain FaceTimed Brandy when they were like in the clubhouse, I think, and were mucking around joking. And he was saying that he wanted to have a threesome with a housewife. And they were all joking. And apparently he's apologised since. It was in 2022, that's right. Apparently he apologised since and said she was in on the joke. You could tell that from her response because there's a video. But Mm. I still shouldn't have done it and it was inappropriate. And he's not wrong. He was obviously a little tipsy. Not that that excuses it. And, yes, he shouldn't have done it. But I'm sure with him and the ladies, the line is very blurred between boss and friend. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. again, not excusing it, but in my opinion, this is in retribution for yes. the uh, Caroline Manzo lawsuit where she is accused of sexually harassing her. Yeah. I If it was anyone else, like if it was Heather saying this or Whitney saying this yes. or Cynthia Bailey saying this, I would have a completely different reaction, but it felt reactionary. Yeah. Like, and I just... Will we ever see this fucking season of Girls Trip? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe now we will even more because of it. Because it'll make Brandy look bad? Yeah. 
Or if it vindicates Brandy when when they're not airing it. (laughs) Yeah, well, after he apologised, her lawyer turns around and says, if it was such a joke, why did he turn around and apologise? It's like, come on. Well, I've made jokes and had to apologise for it immediately. Once it leaves your mouth and you're like, whoops. (laughs) If anyone knows that, it's her. And then apparently she was, like, her lawyers were also saying that there's another staff member who's well known to flirt with the ladies inappropriately and it's it's common knowledge that he had a thing for Brandy. So I don't know if that's oh part of the lawsuit as well. I have never once said when a woman accuses someone of any kind of inappropriate behaviour that I don't believe them. I do believe mm-hmm. them. In this case, yeah. I'm sorry, in my opinion, Brandy, shut the fuck up. Mm. Shut the fuck up. You make sexual jokes all the time. Why mm-hmm. is it bad for someone to make a sexual joke to you? Is it because he's your boss? Then if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I don't think he should be sued over it. Mm. You don't have to agree with me. That's fine. I haven't really thought too much about it, but I sort of agree on having like that stance in general and then with, with the brandy of it all being a bit like, mm. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think she was offended. I don't think she was bothered. And I think she's only doing it because she's part of a lawsuit. So... Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Did you catch the first episode of Summer House? Oh, is it out? Summer House episode one is out. Is it good? Yeah, it's great because Carl and Lindsay aren't there the first weekend. It's great. Oh, gosh, Carl and Lindsay. It's a lot of fun. There's two new guys in the house. Oh, great. One of them you're going to have a mega crush on. He's just, <laughs> he's just, I don't know if he's just too perfect looking. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing this morning. I'm going to run a bath. Yes. Have a private bath. Sorry, Billy Lee, you're not invited. And watch Summer House. <laughs> I love this for you. Anywho, that's, yeah, that's, that's I mean, sizzles. there are other sizzles, but fuck them, they're boring. We're all sizzlings. Well, let's leave it there. So thanks, everyone, for listening. You can leave ratings and reviews. They're always appreciated. We yes. get a kick out of that. If you're from southern USA, please shout out where you're from because yeah. we get a kick out of that. Shout out to and Texas. Oh, well, you can also buy us a coffee or a rosé. Thank you, everyone who has done that. You just go to buymeacoffee.com slash bravo, bravo, waving, bravo. And let's uh, wish you all a very merry end of February. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Leap Day. All that crap. Okay. That sounds great. (laughs) I love it. Bye. Bye.